Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, and welcome to This Week Explained. I am Tiana. And I am Kervin. And today we will be discussing the big geopolitical events of the week. And there are quite a few interesting things that occurred. So let's get right into it. What is on your radar? All right. Russia, Ukraine, obviously. But we're going to also get into why Moldova is concerned with what Russia is doing right now. Russia is also gaining momentum on the African continent, which will We'll get right into that. But some of the big things is Turkey, which continues to block Sweden and Finland from joining NATO. And we'll get into why that is. There was a planned chemical attack within Germany. They foiled that plan. But I I think the big news of the week is the protests that happened in Brazil. We're going to do a lot of talking on to why that happened, why it's similar to what happened in the U.S. Uh, Then we'll, we'll move over to talking more U.S. stuff and how the lawmakers in the U.S. are concerned about the AUKUS deal that we they're discussed just, last year. They're just now concerned with it. This has been <laughs> yeah. in the making for a really long time. And now cool. they're saying they're concerned. OK. All right. So, move on. Sorry. So can I just say that the U.S. government is about 10 months behind us mm-hmm. in what we report? I'm not surprised, honestly. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Sorry. Not even... You get your news here first, folks. Yeah. Well, what you got there, boo? What you drinking? Some... Dude came upstairs and just handed me this can of Michelob Ultra. Oh, you're hydrating. Okay. I hadn't had any water today. Just doing some water. I hadn't had any water, and this is an energy drink, so let's, let's Yeah, go let's for get it, it going, go. people. All right. Uh, yeah, and I'm not even exaggerating about, they're, they're about six to eight months behind us, the U.S. is, in, as far as politicians go. Look but at him bragging. You're supposed to stay true. humble, buddy. It's it's very difficult to do this whenever you see politicians talking about what you're talking about six months later. That is that's bizarre. But okay, yes, keep going. uh, With that being six months behind, we're going to get into these Chinese military exercises, which are happening near Taiwan, which may be a precursor for something. But but we'll stick with China. And there was quite a good investigative article about their influence within Canada and how that's affecting Canadian politicians and as well, American politicians. And we're going to wrap this all up, not mm-hmm. with an insightful, not with a, not with an insightful increase. No, that's not with an month. insightful inquiries, nor a history's nor mysteries. Nor a history's mysteries. But Neither we nor. are going to talk about something else, which is how another president was caught up with classified documents. Well, you know what? All of them need to be held accountable. So let's get into it. All right. So what is the big news coming out of the war in Ukraine? So Russia is wasting no time in 2023. I'm sure everybody has seen this. Russian forces went on a major offensive in the Bakhmut region of Donetsk. What is the intended goal of this new Russian offensive? I'll say this. If you're going to pull up a map of the Mm Russia-Ukraine crisis, the war that's going on there, and you kind of check what's currently, who currently holds what land and what territory, it's easy to identify that Russia plans on surrounding Ukrainian troops which successfully regained territory when they did that counteroffensive in Kharkiv. A lot like the past summer when Russia did a bunch of offensives there and then Ukraine did some counteroffensive. Russia's decided to take these baby steps towards getting to Kiev. How close would they be to Kiev if they are successful in the offensive in Bakhmut? So at that point, they'll be about 700 kilometers from, uh, from Kiev. But I will say that the real prize of this offensive for the Russian troops is going to be retaking Kharkiv. How so? Well, first, it's going to demoralize Ukrainian troops because they did have that successful counteroffensive in September. And so just like all the territory that they regained, so that would be back in Russian control. That's pretty demoralizing for any. Now, also, 
Kharkiv is closer to Kiev. So it gets Russian forces closer to there, but it also gets them closer to the Dnipro River and the Dnipro region where they could control entry and exit through that river from the Black Sea. Do you feel as if Russia is going to make a move on Kiev again soon? I do. And also there is data to back that up. And I have spoken to a couple of other analysts who said that it's actually sooner than what I believe. So get ready to get prepared. So some of the other analysts see that they see Zelensky, who's moved over to Lviv, which is in the western portion of Ukraine. So we're kind of seeing that there may be some intel that the Kiev offensive is coming very soon, probably. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Why would he stay in the eastern portion of the country if he feels like there's going to be some sort of offensive coming there, you know? Exactly. Unless there's uh, there's the Golden Globes. Is there a Golden Globes in Ukraine? I don't know. I didn't I didn't look that up, but he certainly did make a speech for the U.S. Golden Globes. I can't even talk about how corny that is. Right. And honestly, All I'm only half joking about that stuff. Well, but seriously, he did. I don't know. He didn't have to. He's just patting or all those movie stars are patting self patting themselves on the back like, look at us. We're so inclusive and welcoming to I don't know. I yeah, just, no, you are 100 percent correct. I'm trying to. I don't it's, wanna... it's a bunch of people who are acting like I Look think at what I'm we're doing. doing. We're something. making. Yeah. We're, and they're not even doing anything. They're just turning him into a Kardashian, basically parading him out whenever it's convenient for them. I don't know. It just yeah. seems great. We, we know actual people on the ground in Ukraine who are actually doing things. And so, and don't get me wrong, Zelensky's doing things too to yes, protect this country. Yeah, but he obviously is getting swept up in yeah. the Hollywood aspect of it. Because like, he gave a speech in regards to Sean Penn, because Sean Penn let him borrow his Oscar and was like, you can give this back to me when you win. Oh my God, thank you. Why? And Why, Sean? So grateful. Because it's going to go in a documentary about his life later, talking yeah. about what a. What a wonderful guy he was and how he oh, my gosh, this is going off. And take it. Take it All from right, two people. Just ignore who me. Spent time through Katrina and watched Sean Penn be a douchebag. I was I did stuff in Katrina. I yep. helped search search for people. I had a there was a database that I had to, you know, type a bunch of stuff in. And OK, this is going yeah. off. Right. But. All right. Shut up. Get back to why Zelensky's in Lviv. No. I'm uh, so sorry, uh, guys. I'm, don't be sorry. It's um, just silly. You actually I, did work. I just think that I just think like Sean Penn's performative stuff. It just makes my skin crawl. Sean Penn not going to be on the podcast. So he didn't give a crap about no. that. But so Zelensky being in Lviv could have two. There could be two reasons for that. Mm -hmm. One, there's an imminent attack on Kiev and he needs to get out of there because mm. guess what? He's the president of the country. You have yeah. to protect that person. Of course. The other reason is, guess what? Lviv is super close to Belarus. And who was Russia trying to get Belarus. into the war? Belarus. Yes. So with Lviv's proximity to Belarus, it would be a smart move to head there and engage directly with Belarusian officials. So, so, go. so it's not just about him trying to leave where the conflict is going. I don't think to. so. There are some other analysts okay. that I have talked to. Yeah. That okay. uh, they Thank think you for clarifying, because that's yep. like just the basic information that I saw. That's that's the impression I got was that yep. he was trying to escape the conflict or where the conflict was ramping up and moving to a safer portion of the country. So that's on me for just assuming things. I am kind of cynical. <laughs> well, you you're 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 kind of putting the blame on yourself. But that was. I mean, you know, we had this conversation. What was my first reaction to it? It was like, oh, he's getting out of there. He's trying to get out. Yeah. So, and that's why we do this, so that we can actually break down exactly what everybody's doing and what that, what that could mean and what that could entail. But I'm going to say that the real activity to look at is in the Black Sea, where recently the Russian Navy ships and submarines left their base in Russia, and they travel near Crimea. And I think that this is a possible attempt to add firepower to a planned offensive near Odessa as opposed to. Well, how do you feel about the statement on Belarus, though? 
Well, so I think it's smart for Zelensky to make that statement publicly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, he kind of said this week that he doesn't see Belarus getting into the war. And so he went over there to kind of talk with the president of Belarus and kind of see. And I think that's smart. But I do hope that there's an an understanding that Zelensky, even though what he's saying publicly, that he does understand that Belarus is going to get involved with Russia if this current offensive that they're planning is unsuccessful. Belarus is going to get involved in there. So should Moldova be worried? I have a friend who lives in Moldova. She was a foreign exchange student who lived with my best friend and her family. And is she still in Moldova? Yeah, she's still in Moldova. Yes, of course. They don't they don't want her out of there. So <laughs> they love I will her. Speak to, I'll speak directly to her if she ever listens that, you know, it's kind of calm now. There's no planned invasion of Moldova at this time. But kind of reading the tea leaves, the Russian successes in Ukraine, they're going to lead to more invasion. So that's what we've been worried about this whole time. That's why we've been calling it out. If Russia is successful in Ukraine and they completely take over Ukraine, there are other countries that are going to be next. Moldova is one of those countries. Moldova is the most logical follow on country. Well, what are you looking at in regards to the possible activity you are focusing on that would give Russia the opportunity to invade Moldova? All right. So I'm going to go back to maps. I talked about maps at the beginning of this. If you look at a map, so my focus is going to be on Odessa. So if Russia makes an advance on Odessa and they get successful there, that gives them so that gets those troops to the unrecognized pro-Russian breakaway state of Transnistria. And there they can kind of stage troops on the Moldovan border and assess the benefits of this like secondary invasion into Moldova. But would NATO get involved? I still don't think NATO gets involved in that case. It'll just be more sanctions to Russia. And we both know you and I have both seen there is very little that those sanctions do to stop Putin from continuing his war in Ukraine. Well, Russia decided to start off the year on an aggressive note. We'd be remiss if we didn't discuss Russia's increased influence in Africa. So what is the latest going on there? All right. So this is where I see the, you know, the Lord of War (laughs) comes into play. So his expertise was actually in arms deals to various African countries. And backing out of boxing, Matt. I saw that. Well, he also backed out of being conscripted into the Russian military. He oh wants to be gosh. a consultant, which. Right. Hey, right. Hey, that, hey, Joe Biden, I want to be a consultant. Yeah. Pay me. No, I'm just kidding. But right. his his expertise was in arms deals to Africa and his main country of focus was the Central African Republic. And so through some sort of open, you know, open source investigation, I found some evidence on the dark web that the Wagner group. You did not access the dark web on our computer, did you? Nope. It was okay. in star. It was a Starbucks computer. Oh my God. A library computer <laughs> in the children's section. You're yes. Gross and weird. They, we don't they think, were. We are not putting this out there seriously. <laughs> he did not do that. No. We have some safeguards for the dark web. In our house? We no. In other locations. Other places. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. This is just news to me that you went, went so went rogue. I just you went rogue. Yes. But I I did find You that didn't the, consult Google. How <laughs> dare you? No, see the, the dark web acts they ask Jeeves. Mm. So mm. makes sense. He's bitter about him being supplanted from his position. Yeah. Don't get him started about Bing. Don't get him started um, about Bing. But there are Wagner Group members that are supplying the Central African Republic or CAR mm-hmm. with weapons. And, you know, that has directly coincided with the release of the Lord of War of Victor to Russia. Yeah, Victor well, Bout. Can you go a little bit more in depth as to why the CAR is a major strategic country for Russia? Definitely. I haven't been in CAR. I've been close to there, but it does have significant mineral deposits and other resources. It's got uranium reserves for nuclear weapons, 
crude oil, gold, diamonds, cobalt, lumber, hydropower, the list goes sounds, on and on. Sounds like Wakanda. It's a lot like Wakanda. Beautiful. And it, it does have a lot country, of the, the whole country. Wakanda. Yep, and, and, and it has the kind of Wakanda, resources Wakanda. that they, you know, if you watch Black Panther, which we did yeah. and enjoy very much. You know, they so they kind of have this they, they kind of think of everybody else outside of Africa as trying to get the resources. So they want to protect themselves. Well, they're not tar, wrong, though. They're not wrong that they're not wrong at all. And, and Russia is a part of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're looking to gain access there in order to mine those minerals because By spreading misinformation about yes. like the French occupiers and stuff. Which, you exactly. know what, the French are there for the same reason. It's just not as nefarious. That, yes, I mean, it depends. I not, guess it depends on who you ask if it's yeah. a, a nefarious Consider, reason. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I guess in the grand scheme of things, they are in a country that doesn't belong to them. Yep. And they're taking advantage of what is there. Some people are using it to fund their wars. Yep. Others are just using it to fund their governments and their lifestyles and their businesses and, and stuff like that which you know what it does kind of equate yeah sometimes, and it's, you know? it's part oh. of trying to like what russia's doing they want to reinvigorate their economy um mm -hmm. that's a way to do it but don't we Russia all want to do it to, because, we all want to do that yeah france wants to do it because they want more money russia wants to do it because they have these sanctions put in place and they need to reinvigorate their economy right 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 so mm -hmm. I know you'll be keeping track of that, but let's move to countries that are outside of Russia, but not too far from Russia. What is going on with Sweden and Finland's admission into the North Atlantic Treaty Organization? All right. I know we didn't talk about this a lot recently. I know. Really I've, missed, I've, mi I've, I've missed talking about my lovely Scandinavian countries. Okay. Alexander Skarsgård's going to be in a new movie soon. Oh, my God. Uh, we're going to watch go that. There. Because Mia Goth is in it. Yeah. Um, love me some Mia Goth. Yeah. That little weirdo. Oh, my gosh. I love her. All right. Josh okay. and Jacob. That's our. What? That is our review of a movie we haven't seen. We haven't even <laughs> seen it. We just see. It just seems weird. I haven't even looked it up yet. But I feel like this Brandon Cronenberg is related to David Cronenberg because he makes weird movies, too. Jacob, let us know. Um, yes. Send me a, send us a message so we know if they're oh brothers gosh. or something. Yeah. Who? Josh and Jacob? Are Josh and Jacob brothers? No, I know Are that. I'm talking brothers? about Wait. Cronenbergs. You said they were both Cronenbergs. Yeah. But so I they must be brothers. If, I feel like they might be father and son, though, or oh, something along too. those lines. Okay. All sorry. Right, getting out of on. movies. Well, yeah, because why the heck are we talking about that? So there's a lot why of negotiations. Yeah. Well, because it's Sweden. Come on. It's Sweden. Well, um, it's just Sweden, though. Alexander Skarsgård is only from Sweden. Oh my gosh, Finland! We love Finland too. So well, that's my favorite hey, country to visit. Okay. It is David Cronenberg's son. I knew it. I just looked it up. All right, Jacob, put put the Google down. We found it. Never yeah, mind. Put the googly down. I figured it. I knew it. I with how bizarre that trailer was, I was like, he's related to David Cronenberg. There's no way. Okay. So with All that right, movie coming out, everybody go watch it. But what? let's go. <laughs> don't watch it because we don't know if it's any good. We just saw the trailer for it. This is sorry, going I was telling off. Kiana to go watch it. But let's get mm. back to Sweden and Finland. Mm -hmm. um, earlier this week, Sweden said that Turkey was asking for too many concessions in order to obtain that much needed yes vote from Erdogan to get them into NATO. And then I think after a Turkish official came over to Sweden and kind of talked to them, they yeah. said they kind of stepped back from those comments. And then they said that the negotiations are actually progressing quite well. So I've been doing this long enough to know that there is a public reason for doing something and a private reason, which most of the time is the most accurate and true reason behind yes. somebody's actions. So... Do we have something along those lines here? Yeah. So listen, okay. listen. That's the way it always Lisa. is. There's the public reason that they put out into the press. And then there's the secret reason. Yes. You know, behind the curtain. And that's true here. So and that's because Turkey doesn't want to admit this, but they are straddling this kind of fine line because they're NATO. They're a NATO country. 
Yeah. So they're they're straddling this fine line of supporting NATO, um, but also being friendly to some of those adversarial countries of NATO. And which ones are those? All right. So, I mean, Turkey's got so many relations with so many countries. They have relations with Iran, China, Russia. Those are like the major players with Turkey. Even so, even this week, Putin was out in Turkey brokering peace deals between Turkey and Syria. Brokering peace. I love a good hypocrite. I love it. Just think about just think about the repercussions of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, listen. I'm listening. This year is going to be a crazy year, especially for those Swedish and Finnish. I am quitting. I mean, it's just funny that he's trying to broker peace, but there's no like between Russia and Ukraine, there's no brokering. They both have their hard lines that they are unwilling to negotiate on. Like they they want want, both of those countries want what they want and they aren't willing to, you know, have any wiggle room within. Yep. You know, so So, it's just funny seeing him be like, be grow up, do this. (laughs) But also, okay. Turkey is doing the same thing with Russia and Ukraine. So the the foreign minister mm. of Russia and the foreign minister of Ukraine go over to Turkey and they have go have conversations and and they try to you know barter peace between the two countries, which won't happen because of what they're they're trying to insist on. But if it would Putin be really is successful cool. in yeah. doing a peace deal for Turkey that is one hundred percent effective for just Turkey. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, that is a bonus for Putin because then Turkey is going to talk to Ukraine and say, hey, Russia should get these concessions. Yeah, because, I, you know, Turkey says or Erdogan or their foreign minister says, I believe that Russia has the best interests of their people and they're doing yeah. the right thing. So it's that kind of stuff. Sorry. Well, it's so, frustrating. Well, I well, this whole thing is frustrating. Yeah. It's a whole but honestly, we wouldn't have a job if things were going smoothly. I, I think about that all the time. It frustrates me sometimes. Yeah, that is very frustrating. But honestly, I would welcome it because you're so smart. You'd find something else to do. So thank but you. Anyways, well, hey, I'm here. I'm here to support you. And by your man. Okay, so let's. We need to get we need to get going like we keep going on these tangents. So can you give us your opinion or your analysis? Do we see Turkey ratify Sweden's membership to NATO in 2023? I I do think so. That's my analysis of the situation. So and here's and our two listeners from Russia may be upset with me saying this. Um, But But well, two listeners in Russia, it's not on you. Your government's mean. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, um, we love the people of Russia. And but, we also know they are influenced by what is being shown to them there. So I don't right. know if they love us as much as we love them, but we still love you. We do. <laughs> keep keep listening and, and send us an email. If, if you're out in Russia listening, I know there's two of you. I've seen yeah, it. At um, the very send, least. Send an email. I'd love to get you on the podcast to talk about this stuff. But... They would get in trouble. They wouldn't speak out. I know. I know. Just Um, wanted to float that idea in case you're feeling a little squirrely, you know? Okay. Uh, But NATO, no no one else is going to, this isn't going to surprise anyone else. NATO is far more powerful than Russia because it encompasses the U.S. and all of Europe. Yeah, I know. Okay. Turkey is going to continue to look for concessions from Sweden and Finland, but I do think that it gets done as far as Turkey's vote and ratification. It's going to get done this year. Into NATO, right? Yes, into NATO. Well, that would be some good news for those countries who are obviously on Russia's radar as well, as far as invasion goes, since they were originally part of the massive, massive empire that our friend Putin is trying to rebuild. Yep. So let's move to Germany and talk about these chemical attacks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. Yeah, we'll get away from what Russia's doing everywhere in the world. And <laughs> what Russia's doing. Everywhere. Yeah. 
So there was some intelligence sharing, which was kind of funny at first. The reports were coming out that it was an undisclosed Western right. nation. Mm-hmm. It was the United States who gave information to Germany. Isn't it always, we always stick in our nose yeah. everywhere. Yeah, we're we're all about sharing intelligence with everybody. Hey, you know what these? Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna make this an explicit podcast. Yeah, yeah. D- the McManus table is still here. Huh. The McManus table, Wendy. And the Andrus table. Yep. And, oh, yes. Do not forget about our girl, Anne Claire. What are you doing? So so many great families there. Yeah, Um, this is a family show. Get on it, buddy. Exactly. So the U.S. US Intel did give information to Germany, which provided the basis for an investigation into a 32-year-old Iranian man who was planning an um, Islamist motivated is what they said, but it was it's just, in quotes. This, yes. These are not his words. This is this is his worded. It, it's ver- a verbiage. terrorist attack. It doesn't matter yeah. what what religion or, or race or group you're from. This was a terrorist attack that was going to yeah. be put on in Germany. So what was it going to look like? So looking at the allegations, it appears that he was plotting to use cyanide and ricin to commit a terrorist attack or a terrorist act. And also his brother was arrested. So that pair remains in custody, but no chemicals were found during the initial investigation. That's dangerous. And with uranium being found at Heathrow, what the heck is going on in the world? Are we looking at a huge increase in attacks on Europe and the United States? And the answer is yes, I don't even need to. (laughs) All right. Here is the Tiana show. She'll tell you that. Be prepared. Be prepared. Oh, sorry, that's, so I know that's you've Scar. seen these. I'm quoting cause... Scar. Oh, I, I forgot. I was quoting You're Scar. You're going to sing right it? There. Well, I was about to, but then you cut me off. So I've lost my mojo. Well, I, I have kidding, a... I'm just kidding. That's not true. I'll still sing it. I have the Devil's Backbone Premium Lager, and you're drinking water. So I'm going to interrupt a lot during this. Well, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say something, but, you know, that would just make me look dumber than I already do. So let's keep going. No, let's keep going. Okay. But as you have read the intelligence updates and, and I've read them as well, uh-huh. uh, it does appear that security officials in various countries are ramping up their safety measures and they are investigating every tip that they receive on possible terror attacks. Right. Which good on them because ISIS and Al Qaeda has put out reports that they are ready to attack at least the U.S., mm-hmm. By, at the by very plane. least. And so when, when those tips are coming out, it's fine that the populace doesn't get the, that information as long as the intel that's received is going to those security officials. Exactly, yeah. And they are actually doing stuff to make those populations much yeah. safer. It's definitely not about like the main populace of a country. I mean, obviously that helps. Yeah. You know, being aware of the situation and what's going on around you and keeping abreast of whatever is going on in your city. Okay, that makes sense. But honestly, it is down to the, the I mean, why else do these organizations exist? Yeah. Like the FBI and the CIA and the blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to start naming every single agency, but they all exist to work together to protect the yeah. members of their They're supposed of their country to. members, the people, yeah, the people of the country, and it's supposed to be on them. We're we're not supposed to be privy to a lot of this stuff, but correct. Um, shut up. No, you're you're exactly right uh-huh. because of the and, reaction that this happened. This is why I shouldn't. <laughs> but it's because this of why the, the reactions <laughs> that happened by various groups of a population when it like panic, panic yes. ensues a lot of times, and you don't think. You don't think clearly it's melee looking out for number one and the whole thing of the government is they are supposed to be putting a plan in place to protect all of us ding dongs out here who are just flying by the seat of our pants. But we should hold those government officials accountable for keeping us safe. That's where we come into this. Hi, Lauren. Yeah, well, talking of keeping the populations safe let's go over what happened in brazil and how close that country was to a collapse because it was that was pretty scary that was wild you and i were sitting there watching that on sunday as it unfolded Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and it's a fascinating story and it, it's fascinating for multiple reasons. So one, Brazil is South America's most secure economy. South America, as I've said before, is sort of this wild card of geopolitics with China, Russia, and all those countries. There are some countries within South America that would like to align with China, Russia, Iran, North Korea. And listen, it appears the, the Brazilian government could have prevented this if they actually had good open source intelligence analysts. Hit us up, Brazil. Yeah, please. <laughs> Just kidding, um, not that I saw that because I'm not focused yeah. really on, on what's going yeah, on in Brazil until it happens. I'm kidding. I know. Well, can... Can you give us more detail on that last part, though? How could they have known? All right. I'm going to I'm going to discuss this by saying that there are some of these similarities between what happened in Brazil and what happened on January 6th in 2021 in, in the United States. Um, mm -hmm. And listen, it's not just a bunch of people that refuse to accept an election. OK, well, go on. All right. So reports came out this week that the organizers for the Brazil protests were actually communicating on the social media messenger app Telegram. I feel like that's a common thread amongst these secret things that they're trying yeah. to. Okay, so that's a secure messaging app, right? right? So, exactly. So how do investigators get information from those chat threads if it's supposed to be secure? Because I feel like it's always on Telegram. <laughs> right. It takes savvy intelligence oh, analyst. I'm never going to forgive you for that. And, and I, did, no, I that's didn't a, find That's this, an but... inside joke. That's an inside joke between us. <laughs> so sorry. So that's but, why I got um, to <laughs> So there, there mm. is open source intelligence analysis on Telegram because so there's kind of this search feature within Telegram. And as long as the rooms are not private, you can kind of access what everybody is saying, much like Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Okay, so what do you do when it is private? Okay, so here's a little lesson in open source. Mm -hmm. Within Telegram, you can still search for the rooms. Un if you have like a burner phone, you can make a screen name that's not associated with you. And then you just ask the person for access. And let me tell you, mm. nine times out of ten, they're just going to let you in. Because they want numbers, you know. Yes. They want more people, more people to hear their message. Yep. So what would investigators have found out? So in the days leading up to the attack on Brazil's, the rhetoric kind of intensified on yeah. on Telegram, and it included a series of these thinly veiled metaphors. Now, the main one was this invitation for Brazilians to attend, quote, Selma's party. Selma's parties. What does that even mean? Well. So Selma is a play on the Portuguese word Silva, which means jungle. And it's used actually by the Brazilian military as a greeting or a war cry. So in the army, we use Hua. They use Silva. And it, it, so it's basically what they were calling for was a jungle party. But that jungle party is in a form of a violent military style. Uh, oh, okay. And... That was similar to January 6th? Not, so not in the words that were used, obviously, but mm -hmm. I remember, and and you'll probably remember this as well, but it was sort of like December 2020. I was talking with Peter Morton from Morton Executive about these rumblings on Telegram and Reddit about an attack on the U.S. And most officials at the time, we're saying that while there would be a protest, they didn't see anything at the time that was going to be concerning. Now, in hindsight, they know now that something was being planned. And uh -huh. kind of what we pulled out of Reddit was that that was where they were kind of talking with other people with similar backgrounds and, and similar types of people to come out to D.C. and do that. And so... Now we know that on January 6th, it was all being planned and it was executed on that day for the election of Joe Biden because they thought that Donald Trump was the actually elected president. So the goal was to reinstate oh, as president, right? Yep. That was the that was the goal. And where was he when all this was going on? He was actually in Florida here in the U.S., 
and he oh. was getting medical treatment for a stabbing that happened in in 2018. What? So, yeah, so he still has some residual pain from a stabbing in his stomach that happened in an attack in 2018. And where do you okay. get the best medical care? It's not in Brazil, I'll tell you that. Yeah, but I guess it's I don't know, rich people hospitals cuz all the hospitals <laughs> rich like people problems. around here him. Yeah, um, rich people problems. <laughs> he said he did say that well, he is going to go back to Brazil soon. And okay. it's not this heroic thing where he said, I'm going to go back to my people in Brazil. He was kind of pressured out by the Biden administration because the, you know, supporters of the Biden administration had asked, you know, basically, what the heck is going on? Why is this guy in America? So he wanted to stay here? Of course. Who wouldn't? I mean, this is a great country, but we do still have some work to do. It's not like so. he was president of Brazil anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, well, since we are talking about U.S. government officials, what is the concern from last year's AUKUS deal, which is so weird that we're talking about this now after discussing it last year? Right. All of a sudden, and we were. No, we didn't even know this was happening. Right, six months down the line, and now they get it. Yeah. So, this. We don't want this, though. Two U.S. lawmakers actually sent a letter warning President Joe Biden that they Mm -hmm. had concerns about the AUKUS deal and how it could jeopardize America's submarine fleet. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense about why they would be concerned. With all these countries basically wilding out over here, Mm -hmm. I'd be concerned as well. What does Australia have to say about this since this is their fault? Just kidding. No, it's, yeah, it's, well, Australia. No, I know. I know. Yeah, it's the U.S.'s fault, as always. Yeah, definitely. We just we just love sticking our nose places (laughs) and then like acting like we're going to help you and then pulling out last minute. Oh, I was about to say that's what she said. Well, let me get on to this. Edit. But Australian Prime Minister. You're out, are you? No, I'm not. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese did say that all parties involved in AUKUS Uh remain committed to the AUKUS agreement. He also didn't provide any details on what that means. Yeah. My opinion and my analysis is that it's a good deal for a U.S. ally in Australia, especially in a region that is heating up on the geopolitical landscape. So it's going to be an interesting story to keep an eye on, especially this is something 2024, 2025 that we're going to come back to. Yeah. Well, if you're going to bring up the adversaries Australia is most worried about, let's discuss China and Taiwan. What's happening there? Yep. So is anything new happening? Yeah, but also no. So China continues to do their military exercise, but they were recently, within this week, they started a military ex- exercise where they reportedly pushed multiple pieces of military equipment, both naval and air, so sea and air, and they've pushed those military equipments into the Taiwanese Strait, so into Taiwanese airspace and sea space. So is an invasion coming this year? Well, it better not. Because the U.S. Secretary of Defense, Austin, Austin Lloyd, mm-hmm. uh, he seems to believe it's not going to happen. And hmm. so guess what? I agree with him. It's not going to happen this year. But it okay. is coming within the next few years. And I would really hope that within the Department of Defense, within the Pentagon here in D.C., that they are preparing for it. Because I can tell you outside of the Pentagon and outside of the D.C. area, you know this because I'm traveling all over the place now. Mm-hmm. Those people are getting prepared for this. Well, let's get into that little blurb you said in the beginning, China's influence in Canada. Would Canada support China if they were to invade Taiwan? Yeah, so a recent intelligence report out of Canada said that Chinese, the Chinese consulate officials in Toronto had covertly funded a network of at least 11 political candidates in federal elections in 2019. So that operation targeted targeted Canadian political figures seen as opponents of Xi's regime, and it subjected them to surveillance, harassment, and attacks in the media. So what is the goal there? 
I mean, it's the same as their goal within the United States. They want to promote the politicians seen as friendly to communist China, use bots on social media to attack celebrities, athletes, politicians, and leaders adversarial towards China. And then that causes chaos across both countries so that when China does invade Taiwan, those friendly leaders are actually going to be within the, the top leadership positions and push back on supporting Taiwan. Well, have they been successful? Oh, uh, yeah. I will say both the U.S. and Canada right now. And we know the U.S. is, but also Canada is extremely divided. That's causing turmoil economically. It's causing disarray within their militaries. And, you know, as we spoke about recently, it's trickled into the media with puff pieces. I just saw one from the Financial Times talking about how China's actually on the right path in the U.S. I'll put wow. that in for the community. Yeah. Oh, my God. So our need-to-know community is going to get that uh, article, which is behind a paywall. But guess what? I can get through paywalls, so you get access to it. Well, honestly, China's playing the long <laughs> game here. They're going to yeah. continue to use these tactics to get what they want. And what they want is Taiwan. Is there anything we should be looking for as a precursor to an invasion of Taiwan? Yeah, I'm going to focus on, and you guys are going to hear this ad nauseum within the next few months. I'm focused on the 2024 elections in the U.S. I'm going to dive real deep into the presidential candidates, what they're saying about China. And then with that, focus on what the media, those pro-Chinese media types within the U.S., like the Washington Post, the Financial Times, and see what they're saying about comments that these politicians talk about. Well, speaking of presidential candidates and presidents, do you want to discuss the latest batch of intelligence documents found inside, found outside of a secure location? Nope. I don't. Oh, okay. Well, right. but you don't have to, but I feel like we always talk about holding both sides accountable. I know. So you gotta do this. All right. So I know in the U.S. all the talk this week has been about, the, you know, Joe Biden and he had classified documents and they were found. And most of it is being talked at in the media in this sort of focus of, is this different or similar from Trump's investigation? And so let me tell you, yes, they are both similar and they are both different. It's not in the way that the media is pushing this out, though. The big takeaway for me is that these documents were taken while Biden was vice president. So we talked about the president can just can say, this is this is secret or yeah, they can he declassify can or declassify. Yeah, yeah, he can. He has now, the control to do that. But he was a vice president. He was it, vice so. president at the time. And they so he were didn't have in, that authority. Exactly. And they were in that facility for years. Then they found the documents, they being lawyers for the Biden administration, just before the midterm elections. So this is before the midterm elections. But the information was withheld until now. Why? Yeah. Why was that withheld? Well, because they wanted they, they didn't want their they wanted that blue official. wave. Yeah, the blue they wanted wave. That blue wave that they thought was going to happen that didn't. In which we didn't know they freaking either of those. Waves, that. Right. Um, and there was no way. Oh, yeah. The red wave. That's the red they, wave. They wanted, yeah. I feel like they would have like, I don't know. Divulged that oh, we'll, we stuff sooner in that. order to in in order to influence the election. That seems the opposite, actually. Right. Now that I'm mentioning it, okay. But it's why so, I don't trust politicians. I don't trust the media. I don't trust lawyers. I don't trust a lot of people. Well, I don't know why you say I specifically because you know what? Lots of people are in that boat. <laughs> Everybody is kind of disenchanted with the like everything we learned in civics and free enterprise was just crap. Yeah. Just crap. Anyways, so what did those entities have to do? Like, what do the politicians and the media and lawyers and all that, what does that have to Good. do with yeah. this? All right, so let's break it all down. Lawyers found the documents. Right. Politicians withheld the information. Okay. And the media failed to investigate. Boom. So... Like I said, we, you and I have talked about George Santos and, and how that's being investigated. And that's great. I, Get the guy out of there. He's a liar. Yeah. But also, yeah. who? why aren't you investigating else. all this other stuff? 
It's as simple yeah. as that. So like the insider trading with yeah, Pelosi all the insider and trading. It happens. And and what's that? What's that? Bl- the blonde lady who got in trouble for Marjorie Taylor Green. Should we investigate no. the Jewish uh, lasers? Stop it. But all right, I'm keep gonna going. Say, keep going. This this happens, and all the politicians are culpable in this. Every one of them. Right. Come at me, at right. me, bro. Yeah. But it happens during every election cycle. It's not just Republicans or Democrats that do this. It's every mm-hmm. single one of this. Now, from a political strategist standpoint, I'll give you some tips. Republican Party, you need some new opposition researchers. Right. The fact that lawyers knew that Joe Biden had classified documents in his own think tank in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. that's a golden ticket to getting more votes. Right. Right? You yeah, could have right. gotten the votes. But guess what? Let me give let me give all credit to the Democratic side. You did a great job keeping that information internal. Thanks for keeping it away but from the American people. You're really good at keeping secrets that might be pertinent to our choice our choice when we're voting. Right. Good job. Very good at that. That might that might influence things. Well, do you believe Biden when he says he didn't even know about the material found? Well, I mean, I believe he doesn't know what he ate for breakfast this morning. So, Ooh. yeah, I do Shots believe scared. I believe he knew they were there at the time, but that he doesn't know right yeah. now that they were there. Yeah. Um, like he asked that they be, you know, taken, but yep. then just forgot. Um, do you know what? That happens to me with bills all the time. We do it all the time. I'm not even 80 years we forget, old. We and forget I, I forget stuff. No, we forget, we forget things that we... What, what do I tell you when you tell me something at night? Hey, don't forget to do this. All right, I got to put a reminder in we, here because that's why we forget. You have a reminder on your phone and we have a calendar where I write things down because you got to be told multiple times. Yeah, but you know? if you guys want some little insider here, the University what? of Pennsylvania, which is where the, t- the think tank was, they also received more than $30 million from uh, anonymous Chinese donors shortly after that Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement was established in 2017. Now, mm, sounds like maybe that's why he doesn't talk as much crap about China as some people want him to. Maybe, but also correlation For does not imply uh, 30 million is oh. a lot. Um, 30 million is a lot. I'm not trying to say that there's some like deep state transfer of highly classified documents. QAnon, yeah. you can go do that. That's not where I'm no, at. But no, don't, 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 don't even invite them to. I don't want to invite like. I'm not inviting them to anywhere. They're going to do it. OK, go for it. Anyways. OK, I see what you, you guys mean. listening right, now are going to know the, the truth of what's going on. It is worth investigating why for that sure. money was sent and mm-hmm. what's going on. I also doubt any media outlets that are pro Biden, pro Democrat Party are going to investigate it. Just like the Trump stuff, the right would not investigate. And those journalists are not going to investigate that. That's just where mm-hmm. we are in our divided society. Yeah, let's be honest. But those media outlets are not going to investigate because they're, pro, you know, a lot of them pro Biden, but also they're getting a lot of money from China that gets donated to the causes that those journalists and those publications like. Yeah. Well, a second set of documents were found, though. So does that concern you at all? Well, any classified documents being found concerns me as someone who's worked in that yeah. uh, department. But I always look at it as the intent of having those documents and the intent of Biden having those documents. That does not concern me. We don't know okay. what the documents were, but I would mm-hmm. assume that most of the documents are probably detailing the ins and outs of Biden's time as vice president. That's why the thing yeah. could have it. Um, and that does not. I will tell you what Biden did as vice president. Guess what, guys? It does not affect national security. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It doesn't. Yeah. If they're going to investigate what was there, I would investigate how it stayed there for five years with no one knowing about it. Investigate yeah. who knew that they were kept there. It wasn't Biden, I'll tell you that. And then let's do this. As a society, 
let's move away from worrying about what the president had five years ago Mm -hmm. or, you know, what the outgoing president has at Mar-a-Lago. And let's get to more pressing matters. Like, I don't know, there's an imminent global conflict coming. How about we focus on that? Well, I think the whole point on them focusing on that is to distract us from what's going on in the world. You nailed it. You you 100% nailed it. That's the whole reason why they're being like, oh, this is the same thing as when Trump took hundreds of documents and put them in Mar-a-Lago and then he got the FBI investigating and blah, 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 blah. It just seems too convenient. One, Yeah, 100%. Anyways... Anything else for this exhausting week? Well, after that, we are definitely out of time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, first, I actually have something. We have decided to move away from History's Mysteries segment of this podcast. And if you really did enjoy that segment, just reach out. We could possibly find a way to incorporate that into the newsletter or, you know, just so the need to know community can have those little tidbits. But in the grand scheme of things, there's so much going on. We don't want to take any more of your time than we already have so and while history is interesting obviously you know that our main focus is what's currently affecting us as human beings on this floating rock flying through our galaxy so anyways as always if you would like this show please try to tell at least one person about us we can be found wherever you listen to podcasts If you have a moment, head over to Apple or Spotify and give us a five-star review because those can help us get noticed by thousands of podcast listeners globally. And if you would like in-depth coverage of these stories and more, please follow us on Instagram at oakwindanalytics.com and please be patient because we've got a lot of good stuff coming for you guys this year. Yeah, we're going to be busy this weekend working on a ton more for the community. I can't wait to release that out in February for everybody. It's going to be mm-hmm. worth the time and everything. Tiana, thank you so much. As I always say, until next week, stay safe out there. <laughs>